Hi everybody, I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Jason Grice. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 63. Yes. Yeah, we we had some uh, some big news that's uh, happened in the past week, I guess. Uh, you want to tell everybody what it is, Jason? Well, I got home, I think it was Friday last week, and opened up the mail, and I get Entertainment Weekly delivered to me. And they had on the cover... Ryan Reynolds in the Green Lantern costume for the movie. Yes. And I, I immediately took a picture of it with my phone and then sent it out <laughs> to uh, yourself, Dan, and Chad. <laughs> yeah. By that point, I had already seen it, I think, from like three other locations as well. <laughs> awesome. I'm timely. <laughs> well, it's no, it's it's not so much that you're not timely, it's just that like, everybody else, like, saw this and was, like, immediately bombarding everybody else with it. It was, like, it was on the forums, it was on Facebook. Like, I think by by Friday night, my even my sister-in-law, who doesn't read comics at all, is like, you know, hey, Jim, did you see this? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on the costume? Okay, at first, I didn't really know if I liked it or not. Okay. Um, I was not just indifferent, I was just trying to just soak it in. I mean, you gotta understand, it, it's just a still shot, it's, and it's not even a shot, I don't think, from the movie. It's just a, a promo shot. Mm-hmm. And obviously the most glaring change is the glowing emanating throughout the costume. Right. Now, if that's coming about, like, as he's using the power ring, or if it diminishes as his power diminishes from the battery. That that's actually kinda cool. And I actually grew over the you know, the next several minutes of watching it. I, I actually really like it. I like it a lot actually. Yeah, yeah, like now from the pictures that I've seen, because I haven't seen the actual cover, it's it's not fully green and black, is it? You can't really tell the the basic I mean I'm assuming it's black, but the green that's emanating through it Kind of is pulsating, not pulsating, but it's kind of showing through the entire thing. Um, from what I'm hearing, they're, they're talking about like fibers of the muscles and whatnot. Right. But uh, it's actually really, really cool. The more I look at it, the more I like it. Yeah, like when I first saw it, I think like my biggest, my biggest issue with it is that you know, because I really like the Hal Jordan costume. So when I'm looking at the picture and it doesn't really look like green and black, it just looks like green and another shade of green, it's like, well, I wish that they had stayed a little more true to the color scheme. Like, the the energy rippling through the costume, I have no problem with that. I think that that works, pretty much. But the, you know, the, like, the color scheme I liked. But then, like, I'm thinking about it, and it's like, well, well, that was always, like, one of the things that didn't really make much sense, like, about the Green Lantern ring and costume. Like, the ring can create anything, but it can only create things that are green. So why would it be able to create a costume that's green and, like, completely black? You know, like, if you were going to go with, like, a green that's so dark that it looks almost black, that's one thing. But, like, you know, they're going for, like, full-on black. And, I mean, as we've seen from Blackest Night, like, the, the colors of the spectrum have a relationship with white and not really a relationship with black. And, I mean, another thing... The the green is you know emanating so distinctly that it's even tinting his hair on the side where the ring is. On the side where the ring is, his hair looks like a greenish hue. I don't know if I think it's just like from the light emanating from the ring and the rest of the suit. It's not like his hair is green. Right. But it has, definitely has a, a greenish tint to the his right or left side of it. He's giving the Joker a run for his money. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I heard somewhere that this may be, like, a shot of, like, the costume being created over him. Right. You know, like, this is, like, there's a process of, you know, him creating the costume on himself. And, like, this is, like, a photo of, like, mid-process. Oh, okay. I see like, like, this might not actually be what the full, you know, like, the end result costume looks like. Right. Which, I mean, like... For one thing, you know, I could definitely see that happening because they want to keep, like, the, the actual full design still under wraps for now. 
And then also, you know, like if this is the, the promotional image that you're putting out, then that means that you can release an action figure based on the actual costume. You can release a figure based on like the partial costume halfway through, you know, stuff like that. You have a lot of options with action figures then. And then also, like going off of his hand, there's like a green foggish cloud uh, behind it. Right. Uh, that's kind of where the tint is coming from the hair. And then if you look down towards his legs, there is absolutely no no color emanating from there. No, like, power source coming from that at all. Oh. So that would actually, I mean, you could still see the lines, like where, you know, if it was the, the muscle or whatnot. But there is absolutely not any light coming from anywhere on his legs. Hmm. So that would kind of make sense if he were to be creating his costume from the ground up. Right. Yes. That would work out. Okay. Well, regardless of anything else, one thing that I thought was very cool was that, like, this this whole, this cover and this image have been getting, like, a lot of play in, like, uh, you know, on different websites, like, mainstream websites and stuff like that. Right. Um, it was like it was on the front page of Yahoo, even though the reporter got a few details about Green Lantern wrong in the article. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's 3,600 sectors, not 3,800 sectors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, like it's it's always cool to see Green Lantern, you know, get get the spotlight. Yeah, very cool. There's the the pages inside are pretty cool too. You got him in the the bomber jacket with the ring ablaze next to Carol. Right. Yeah, actually, I saw that that picture and. The who's who's playing Carol? Is it uh Blake, Blake Lively? Yeah, Blake Lively. She actually like she definitely looked more more like she could play the part like in that picture than like I don't know some of the other like photos that I've seen of her on the internet. Right. So yeah, like when I when I first started seeing photos, it was like oh I don't know if this this girl's gonna be able to do it, but I saw that and I'm like oh. I'll give her a shot. This is this is okay. Right, right. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. Seeing that picture, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. Like whether this is like the final image or a transition image or whatever, it's it's just cool to to see that they are definitely getting closer to the finished product. And then also looking on the inside, it's the same picture as the cover, but without all of the credits on the front of it. Uh huh. And from his abdomen down and underneath his arm, it's actually the light is only coming from his chest, uh, right underneath his pecs, up to his shoulders, and that's it. And the costume is all green. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense that your green ring that can create only things that are green is going to make a costume that's only green. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited, though. I mean, I... My son was home, and I came in, and I had the, the magazine, and I like, covered the front. Like, I pulled the two edges together so he couldn't see it, and I, like, flashed it at him real quick. And then you're like, now you drive home so I can read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dad, we, we are home. Yeah. Get the car in time. <laughs> Uh, I've had enough sass out of you. <laughs> yeah, don't argue with me, boy. Oh, okay. So, I believe you have an, another uh, a little update with your uh, your your figure collecting. Yes. To, or the other day, I, I got through eBay Superman of Earth Two as a Black Lantern. Okay. And I today was supposed to be delivered, but everyone was asleep at the house when the mailman came. So it's at the post office, uh, is John Stewart. Nice. So now the only three that I'm missing are Atrocitus, Indigo One, and St. Walker. Nice. And I was on eBay earlier, and Indigo One was on there for $23 plus shipping and handling, <laughs> making it 30 bucks. Now I'm trying to kind of hold off just to see if when they do re-release them, if it's going to say re-release or something on there, because if it doesn't, if it just says Series 1 or 2 or whatever, then I'll, I'll go ahead and get those. Yeah. 
But if it says re-release, I don't know if I can do that. I, I mean, I know it's stupid, yeah. but I, I just don't know if I can have that in my set. Well, you know what would be kind of cool? Like, if they re-released, like, the the seven new Guardians. Um, actually, have they even, have they gotten through all of the Guardians yet? No, they have, um, they still don't have Sinestro yet. Well, they had Sinestro from the, the other Green Lantern series. Uh, not with it saying Blackest Night, right? Right, not in Blackest Night. So, and they are, they're going to be definitely doing, like, a, um, an Ivan Reese, um, Hal Jordan figure for the Blackest Night series. Right. So, what would be you cool, mean, what? mean Yvonne Hayes, right? Well, you know, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they, they're going to be doing that, you know, that Hal Jordan. So what would be really cool is if they re-released like the, the seven new guardians in like a special, you know, new guardian package, like then, okay, yes, you're getting a re-release, but it's, it's a re-release within its own set. So that, that would, would be, be badass. Cool. Yeah. That would be badass. So, yeah, that would be awesome. I, I, yeah. me. Like, I'm just, like, I'm so, so looking forward to getting Atrocitus when he comes out again. I don't care what the packaging looks like. I wanted to get that figure when it first came out, and it was like, oh, I'm just going to get one right now, and I got St. Walker, and I'm still kicking myself for not getting Atrocitus too. Oh, absolutely, because I hadn't planned on getting, I mean, I'm like, okay, you know, I really don't need him. I don't, you know, I'm not going to get him. But then when I went to Comic-Con and got, those ones. Yeah. I was like, okay, these are awesome. I was just going to get these ones. You know, that's all <laughs> I need. Then, I forget which one was my first one. I think maybe it was Larflees. Probably. Yeah, how appropriate, right? So, <laughs> as soon as I get Larflees, you know, my greed gets in the, gets instilled. So, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to get them all. Forget this. So, <laughs> here I am. Well, you know, it's, it's it's difficult because like when you get the most like the like the hardest to find figure in a a series, then it's just like, well, I might as well collect the rest because I got the hardest one to get already. Right, right, absolutely. So I I could definitely see where you're coming from on that one. It is a sickness though, it really really is. Just <laughs> like like I was saying before. Oh no, did you want us to talk about the Kilowog now or no? Oh yeah yeah sure. Okay. Like, like I was saying before, um, I think it was last episode, where I had just in- anticipated getting um, Cyborg Superman yeah. from the universe, Wave 11. And then my kids got me uh, a few of the other ones, so then I just needed two more. And then I just needed one more, and I, w- I refused to open the package until, until, I got, um, <laughs> until I got all of them to put them together. And then I kept looking... I went to, there's four Toys R Us's in, in Las Vegas, and I, I've been to all of them several times, and then I went to one, that's when I had found... Katmatui? Uh, yeah, Katmatui. Mm-hmm. And I had them call around to all the other Toys R Us's, and they didn't find it. So then I went on eBay and found just his left leg, so it was completely separate from the question. Right. And I think it cost me 15 bucks. Oh my it's, God! That's with shipping and handling. That's with shipping and handling. Oh, God. How much was the question figure? At Toys R Us? Well, no. I mean, like, if you had bought that on, on eBay. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was probably upwards of 20 or 30 bucks. Plus shipping and handling. God. So, I'm like, all I need is the left leg. <laughs> the question is cool, but I don't really need him. I'm just trying to do this to get, to get Kilowatt. Yeah. And... Holy crap, is he cool. Yeah. He is awesome. And yeah. every, it's funny, I have him on my bookshelf next to Kat Matui and to, uh, and John Stewart. And John Stewart comes up to, right around his pecs. <laughs> Kilowog's and, nipple. Yeah, yeah, he could rescue <laughs> off Kilowog without, you know, without worrying about it. And, Every time I walk past it, because I have the I have those three set up on my bookshelf. Every time I walk past it, my son has Kilowog in a different position. Yeah. Head looking up, flexing, you know, point his power ring out. He, he keeps changing it up, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh man, you know, 
uh, like a while ago, uh, Green the Green Lantern figures from DC Direct, they put out a Kilowog, you know, from them. Right. And you guys gave that away, one of those away for a contest, right? Yeah, yeah. Dan Dan had one to give away, and at the time, like, I really wanted the Kilowog figure because, like, for some reason, I never got that. And right around that time, I was like, man, I wish I had gotten that. Like, I'd really love a Kilowog figure. But, you know, at the time, like, Lauren was uh, kind of, you know, putting the pressure on as far as no more figures. You know, you have so many already, you have to get rid of some. And right. and I agree. Like, I, I do have, like, a lot of stuff, and I'd love to get rid of a lot of it. So, I, I you know, I, I didn't I didn't get a, a Kilowog any time around then. And then, like, later on, like, you know, I made a deal, whatever, so that I could get another action figure. And somebody on the, the CGS message boards was selling, like, a few different Green Lantern figures. And I scooped up the Kilowog then. And that Kilowog is, is a great-looking figure. But when when I saw the Mattel Build-A-Figure, I was like, oh, God. I'm like, because <laughs> there's no way that I'm going to shell out the money to get this, you know, all the figures right, to right. get him. But, my God, that is an awesome, awesome figure. It is spectacular, and I'm actually looking forward to getting, uh, I mean, even though I'm going to leave them in the package, the Mongol from The Blackest Night. Oh, yeah? I want to see their height, in, you know, next to each other. Yeah. And that might be one that I, I buy. If I can buy two Mongols, I might buy two Mongols. Because I'm definitely getting two, uh, two of the uh, uh, Yellow Lantern Batmans when they come out from the DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get that. I'm getting him for sure. I'm just gonna go after that one as far as as far as I know. But I just want it for for being Batman. Yeah, it's you know like it's a cool concept figure, but the fact that like it wasn't you know it's not the same thing as uh, you know what was actually in the comic. Right. But I don't know that that's one of those things that would irk me. Right. I got you. So. I fancy myself a, a Sinestro Corps member, so. Yeah. And, and Batman's my favorite. Okay, so I guess next up we. Oh, I guess I guess we should probably make a mention that uh, we're basically doing the entire episode in reverse tonight. <laughs> so if you play it backwards. <laughs> well, if they play it backwards, it's going to. Not make any sense. <laughs> Reveal a secret message. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll play the Larflees report, and uh, you know we'll be back to comment on it in just a couple. Cool. Hey, Lanterncast family, I'm Chad Bokelman, and welcome to the third installment of the Larflees report. Flipping through the July 2010 issue of previews, there's a few repeats and a few new things to look forward to. So let's kick things off with DC Comics. Brightest Day, number 9 and number 10. It looks like the new Aqualad is beating Dead Man to a pulp, but why? And does anyone else think this character looks a lot like Static Shock? But seriously though, this character has already been introduced in the series. Where, you ask? Well hell, if you don't know, pay attention a little better. Or at least go back and grab your older issues. Green Lantern, number 58. Is this Earth's first official Blue Lantern I see? Or is it Adara in some other form? Who knows, but I cannot wait for this issue. Whoever this girl is, even Atrocitus and Sinestro bow down before her. Wow. Green Lantern Corps number 52, Cyborg Superman vs. Ganthet. What more do you need? Green Lantern, Emerald Warriors number 2, Bleez vs. Guy Gardner. Are they finally going to reference the leftover red energy in Guy? Who knows? I hope so. Green Arrow number 4, I like the art on this one. And oh yeah. I think the Martian Manhunter is burning down the Star City Forest. Other Brightest Day titles. Justice League Generation Lost number 9 and number 10, JLA number 49, Birds of Prey number 5, The Flash number 6, and Titans number 27. Other stuff at DC. Straczynski continues his run on Superman and it is going to be awesome. I really like this and I don't care what you say. All of you need to be picking this up. It's the last time I'm going to say it before some huge storyline is solicited. Pick it up. Superman, The Last Family of Krypton. 
This is going to be a four-issue mini. It's been a while since I or anyone else have had Elseworld fantabulousness, and yes, I just made up a word. But what would have happened if Jor-El completed his ship and launched himself, Lara, and the baby Kal-El towards Earth before Krypton went kablooey? It's going to be a cool series. I'm picking it up. You should be too. Batman, Brave and the Bold, number 21. I'd read you the description, but who the hell cares? It's a Batman and GL team-up. You're getting it. I'm getting it. I don't need to tell you anything else. Marvel pick this time around is Amazing Spider-Man number 642. Why is this significant? Because I don't buy Spider-Man comics. I never have. But this kicks off a five-part series involving the entire cast of Spidey villains. The art looks cool. And in the back, by the way, there's a Spidey Sunday feature in the back written by none other than Stan the Man Lee. My indie pick this time around is Boom Comics Incorruptible. This is going to be issue number 10 for July, but the entire series is worth picking up. Incorruptible is about a villain who becomes a hero, and the other story is called Irredeemable. It's about a hero who becomes a villain. It sounds too simple to not have been done before, but the entire thing is awesome. The first trades are available in each of the titles. You should pick them up. First look at the first four Blackest Night Heroes of the DC Universe busts is here. Yeah, you've seen Hal and Black Hand, but now they're showing us Carol and Atrocitus. And if this is any, any indication of what this whole thing's gonna look like, I am very pleased. I know they're 70 bucks a piece, and I'm gonna take it on a case-by-case -case basis, but I have no qualms with these statues. The only thing I have to say is that the Carol figure, her lips look like they did some kind of collagen thing. I. I don't know, it's trivial, but uh, I'm not going to get Carol anyways, even if she looked great. But these look really cool. A couple of shirts to mention from Graffiti Designs, a black shirt with a red lantern symbol, and they're also putting out the entire series of the uh, Sheldon's shirts, you know, the guy from Big Bang. There's a GL shirt, and you know the no smoking sign? Okay, ditch the cigarette, make the circle a square, and make it green and stick Hal in front of it. That's what this is. Bazinga! GL, there's a zip-up hoodie, it's all green, there's a GL symbol on the back and a GL symbol on the chest, and it looks really cool. And they're also going to be putting out Green Lantern Halloween costumes for 55 bucks a piece for guys and girls, and they've got all sizes. And by the way, you did hear me say there's one for the ladies too. It's an Aresia type costume. I need to get a girlfriend by Halloween. Anyways. There's also a Brightest Day Magnet set, and they suck, and I have no qualms with saying that. They're terrible, they're plain, they're black, they've just got the character on a black background with their name across, and it's really cheesy. It's not my style, maybe you like it, I just don't. They're also putting out Brightest Day Hero Clicks. The Hero Clicks figures are Aquaman, Osiris, Hawkwoman, Captain Boomerang, Firestorm, Martian Manhunter, and Dead Man. The picture's not that great. I hope they look really good because I'm really looking forward to a Brightest Day action figure set. And just from these, this small little picture, it, things look good. That's all I'm going to say. All right, here it is, the thing you've all waited for, my pick of the week. This is the music of DC Comics. This is a $14.99 CD, and it features theme songs and all kinds of stuff you've seen in TV shows and movies that have been put out over the years. This includes everything from like the Super Friends theme all the way up to like the current Batman movies. So whatever you want from John Williams to Danny Elfman to Hans Zimmer and all the others, they're all on this one CD celebrating the 75th anniversary of DC Comics. And I don't know about you, but when I'm driving on the road sometimes, and I'm going to admit it right here on the air, I will crank down my windows, go 80 to 90 miles an hour, and blast the Superman theme out of my windows and pretend I'm flying. Yeah, I'm 23, but I still do it. <laughs> All right, that's the Larflees Report this time around. Back to you guys. Oh, that was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> oh... Yes, Chad, you need to get a girlfriend in time for Halloween. Those costumes <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> That's funny.
<laughs> oh man. Now with the Carol Ferris bust for the uh, the Blackest Night. How tall are those? Um, I don't know. I'd say they're probably gonna be like five or six inches, hmm. size of a regular bust. I would say. Right, right. But what you go? When I saw that Carol, which they only ever show it from one angle right now, and right. from the angle that they're showing it at. It's funny that, that Chad mentioned the collagen or, like, something with the lips because I saw it, and the first person that I thought of was Meg Ryan. Nice. So <laughs> it's like I don't want a Meg Ryan statue. So if I look at it <laughs> and it looks a little bit better, I don't know. I'll consider it. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the, and the hero clicks, the, the Brightest Day hero clicks. Uh-huh. Like I saw those, and like, like the when they came out with the uh, the deputized core members for the hero clicks, you know, like right. they had Mera and the the Adam right. and stuff like that. Those look really cool. These, not so much. So, what do you think of the brightest day action figures? The uh, oh, who who is it? It's oh oh, um. The Hawks, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Dead Man, yeah. Mera, and I can't remember who else. Was there anybody else? I don't think so. Um, you want me to pull it up to look? Uh, yeah. Oh, Firestorm. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the Aquaman. And the Mera the Mera is cool, but I I can't tell if it's like a just a repaint of the Red Lantern Mera. I honestly have zero interest in this. In any any of them? Well no, I'm thinking about Dead Man just because he has the white ring. Yeah, yeah, that's a definite. And then if they did um a hawk. I've always I, I I mean, a little bit, you know, about my... I, I missed about 75% of the memories from my childhood. I kind of blocked out most of that stuff. I had a pretty jacked-up childhood. Right. But I remember reading Hawk and Dove comic books for some reason. <laughs> and I don't know where I got comics from. I just remember having, like, a big pile of comics, and they kind of had not a mildew smell to it, but they, you know, they'd been around for a long time. And they were, you know, Archie comics, and there was, you know, Little Lotta and Dot and whole bunch of Casper and all that stuff, hot stuff. Mm -hmm. But I remember having a whole bunch of Hawk and Dove and just thinking that they were so cool. <laughs> I love Hawk and Dove, like, right around the time of uh, Armageddon 2001. Right. When they turned Hawk into uh, Monarch. Right. thought that was pretty cool. I just always had an affinity for those two. So, but, but like, aside from Dead Man in this wave, no, no, nobody else for you. No. Yeah, I don't blame you. I definitely want Dead Man because yeah, the the whole White Lantern ring that that's right. that's pretty cool. Oh, well, it'd be really cool if you came with a separate head that you could detach and attach. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some some people on the boards were saying though that like they may sell like another figure of a live Dead Man with the trench coat and the human head. That would be cool too, like a, a variant or just another one completely. Just like a like, yeah, I actually don't know. Like they they don't really do variants too much, so it would probably be like in another wave. Yeah, but none of the other ones really appeal to me at all, to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I definitely like the Aquaman. That one's that one's a contender. I don't I don't really have much interest in the the Firestorm, Hawkman, and Hawkgirl. Definitely no interest. Uh, Mera, like I said, like, I like Mera, but I don't know that I need to have a Mera figure if I'm, I'm definitely getting Red Lantern Mera. Right. So, you know, Green Arrow is a cool looking figure, but I definitely don't need a Green Arrow figure, so. I mean, the thing to me is, with Blackest Night, I mean, they're all, well, the majority of them are a little bit different. You know, being either a Black Lantern or one of the other core members. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a few of them, you know, your Green Lanterns that are they're basically the same. But 
You know, there's something unique about them. Whereas these ones are just the regular figures. I mean, in their their normal garb, aside from Dead Man with the white ring. Oh, the one the the last one that I couldn't remember was Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know. This it's yeah, like you said, it's just it's just regular characters. But I don't know. I mean, who knows down the line they may come up with some cool stuff. I mean, they may have some tricks up their sleeves for the the series and then have some white lanterns out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think like the the like if they continue on past this like there's a lot of potential for future waves but like the thing that you have to worry about is by putting out the characters that they picked for the first two waves is that going to kill any chance of uh the chance of a third wave you know right because i mean honestly it deters me from buying them there and there's really nothing like i said spectacular about them yeah yeah a lot plus a lot of people are going for the you know, the DC Classics figures, and, like, a lot of these figures, it seems like, are coming out as DC Classics, like, either very soon or, you know, like, down the line. Like, right. uh, what do you call it? They're releasing a Martian Manhunter very soon. Um, and it's it's a great-looking Martian Manhunter. So it's like, you know, depending on which, which figure you want, they're both going to be great figures, and the only sure. difference in these figures is basically going to be that one's the classic costume of Martian Manhunter, and one has like that the Martian stone that he put in the the center of his costume. And didn't they already release both versions of Firestorm as a variant? They well, they released the the yeah they released two different versions already, but this I think. I think this costume is kind of like uh, a merging of the two Firestorms. Right. Because, uh, you know, the face is black, but the costume is, like, way more reminiscent of uh, Ronnie's. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, they're okay. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, if someone wants to get them, by all means, grab them. But I just... Pretty much the only one that I'm looking forward to is Dead Man, and simply because he has a white ring on. Yeah, yeah. I think he's definitely going to be the one that's, you know, going to go the fastest. Right. I'd like to believe that Aquaman will go the second fastest, but, you know, that's just me being optimistic for Aquaman. Right. So, yeah, okay. Was there anything else uh, from the Larflees report that you uh, wanted to mention? I think that was it. Okay. Thank you, Chad. That was awesome. Yes, Chad. Thank you very much. That was really cool. He's doing a real good job on those. Yeah, yeah. They just keep getting better and better. I love the. Uh, it's like it's like he looks a lot like Static Shock. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was good. Uh, okay, so now, <laughs> now is where we would typically take a break and go into the main segment. Right. But. We already did the Larflees report, so um, I guess I'll do the synopsis, Jason. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay, everybody. We're back after that brief little break there. And uh, now Jason and I are going to go over. We're going to review Showcase Presents Green Lantern. This is Showcase number 23. It's the second appearance of Hal Jordan. So this is kind of a continuation from the you know, the last uh episode that we had for showcase number twenty two. So just a brief synopsis. This uh this issue not really sure like who created it, but I'm pretty sure that we can uh attach Gil Kane to it somehow. But um I think he was the artist on this one. So, you got two stories in this. You have one, the first one is uh, Summons from Space. And Hal Jordan, he's he's been seen all around town. He's got basically a, a different woman on his arm every night. And yet the one person that he really wants is Carol Ferris. And, you know, she she kind of spurned Green Lantern in the last issue. But she's also kind of interested in him. 
And at the same time, she's also interested in Hal Jordan, who is Green Lantern, but she can't be with him because she took over the company, and there can't be any fraternizing between, you know, her and her employees. So, Carol sees that Green Lantern is, you know, all over town with these women, and she's like, well, now I have to be seen with them. And Hal's like, well, you know, me and him, we're, we're buddies now. So she's like, well, Hal, if you want to date me, then all you have to do is get Green Lantern to also come on the date. So he's like, uh, okay, sure, I'll do that. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, he's like, he goes back home, and, and this is what he does when he gets home. He just, he stares at the lamp and thinks about, about dating Carol. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to figure out a way to, you know, to be in two places at once, because he is Green Lantern, and how can the both of them be on the same date? When just then, there was a, uh, a summons from the Lantern. Uh, we have to imagine that this is either the Guardians or the Battery itself. So he's got to uh, hop over to, where is it? Oh yeah, Venus. He flies over to Venus, and he's got to save these cavemen from a, what was it, a ter- pterodactyl? Oh yeah, a pterodactyl-like creature. Uh, who's, like, been terrorizing them and wiping them out. But, oh no, the pterodactyl is yellow. So, (gasps) Hal's green beams are completely useless to it. So he has to start punching it. (laughs) But that doesn't work for too long. So then he, he flies off. He sees, like, these, these cavemen that he has to save, and they're all blue. And, uh, but they're, like, earth cavemen, you know, thousands of thousands of years ago according to this it's millions of years ago whatever millions of years ago <laughs> and uh they're full of hope yeah yeah right they're they're re- re- uh, relatives of the guardians <laughs> so then hal comes up with the great idea i know these pterodactyls will be afraid of a green hawk because it's a hawk, and they're only pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> so his giant hawk scares the pterodactyls off into a cave, you know, because that's where pterodactyls go to hide in caves. <laughs> and just as the pterodactyls are realizing, hey, this thing's not really here, Hal Jordan like he causes a uh, cave-in that seals off the cave, trapping the pterodactyls inside the cave, Presumably with no food, so they'll all die. And so all the cavemen are saved. And, uh, you know, he he flies off thinking, it's like, oh, we have to protect all humans out there, because humans everywhere are important for all other humans. (laughs) That's the actual quote. (laughs) Humans everywhere are important for all other humans. So then he, he gets back to Earth, and uh, apparently his solution was for just Green Lantern to go and Hal to just be like, oh, I couldn't make it. And uh, apparently that was the perfect solution or something. I don't know. And now Carol is falling in love with Hal. She's, she's going to have to make a, a choice between Green Lantern or Hal Jordan. Which will it be? But they're the same person. Okay, so we'll take a break and just discuss that part first. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> now, this is this is my first impression of this. A- after reading this, with the first issue, like you kind of had to give it some slack. You had to cut it some slack because it was the first issue. Like you know, they were setting things up and they had to develop things. So, I, you know, you let a lot of things fly. In this one, though, it's like they ha- they go over so much stuff, like, you know, from the last issue. It's like, you know, oh, and just to remind you, Green Lantern's ring doesn't work on yellow. You know, and, oh, and he has to charge it every 24 hours or else he'll die. You know, there's so many things like that. Like, you know, uh, Carol says something completely bizarre. Here, I like this one. But who are you secretly when you're not 
Green Lantern. If I told you it'd be our secret, and a secret known to two is no longer a secret. <laughs> no, no, that's good. But the best is the next the next box. As they're they're flying over the streets, the woman that Hal Jordan is carrying as they're flying over the streets, she literally says, Gosh, Green Lantern, you're taking me to the theater, and we're using your power ring to get there. <laughs> She's literally narrating the things that are happening to her at that moment. Right. And Hal just, you know, he spits out, Ah, oh, cross-down traffic is so heavy, we'd miss the opening curtain. Because, you know, well, Green Lantern goes to the theater, apparently. Right. Now, here's the thing. Traffic's not bad. If you get all those freaking people out of the street, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. They're, they're going in every single direction. <laughs> all at the same time. That's like yeah. the biggest strip. Oh, Holy. God. But this is like, she, she's narrating what she's doing. Like, how does this, this kind of writing fly at all in any comic book? Oh, man. Then you get stay at Ferris Aircraft Company. There's a mall shop at the aircraft company. I mean... <laughs> uh, well, that's convenient. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Like, when, when Hal is trying to, to get her to go on a date, you know, she's like, Now, wait. You know when my father went off on his round-the-world trip and left me in stole charge here, I promised him to stick st strictly to business. That's why you and I have had to stop seeing each other. Except at business hours, Hal. I can't afford to risk falling more deeply in love. I, who says that? Yeah, Hal. Oh, man. I'd love to go out with you, but... Uh, I don't want to risk falling in love even more with you. Oh, man. And look at his eyes in the next panel. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm going to snap your neck! <laughs> Pardon me, I have to go molest a few boys. Oh, God. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, well, if you can bring Green Lantern, then maybe I'll go out with you, because then it won't be so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not awkward. Yeah, and he's like, I've got a feeling that she is trying to use me in order to get next to Green Lantern. Like, really? That's exactly what she's doing. And you just yeah. have a feeling of that. Oh. But it's hysterical how, like, he's seen with seven women in seven days. Yeah. And, like, he's apparently, like, a total pimp. But then he goes to Carol, and it's like, you know, well, if you get me a date with the popular guy, you can tag along. It's like, really, Carol? I can? I can? <laughs> oh. And then, and then there's the whole issue with him flying off to this planet and then just basically exterminating these pterodactyls so that these cavemen can survive. Yeah, how about this part, though? I willed my ring to form an air pocket around me so, there, so that I can breathe. Yeah. It will last 24 hours' time enough for me to complete my mission on Venus, I hope. <laughs> yet, he has an air pocket around him that's good for 24 hours, yet his hair is blowing in the... Vacuum of space. <laughs> well, the air pocket is causing resistance, so it's it's like it's moving the air pocket around, which simulates <laughs> blowing through space. Okay, and then if I remember correctly, it goes Mercury Venus from the sun. And then I looked it up. Venus is eight hundred and ninety-four degrees Fahrenheit. There would not be any <laughs> life on Venus. And for those of you outside of the United States, that's 480 degrees Celsius. Well, um, it's because they're blue. Unable to sustain water. <laughs> they're blue because they're very thirsty. <laughs> oh, man. I love this. I, I love how they send a Green Lantern on a mission to basically just wipe out pterodactyls yeah right so that another form of life can thrive it's like really it, it like nature versus nature and you're causing green lantern to pick a side because they're blue yeah well you know the guardians relate to him yeah i guess or how about the fact that he punches him once and then loses all willpower to survive 
No one can disagree. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The grip exhausted him so much that he couldn't will anything. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, after the first issue of Green Lantern, the Showcase 22, like, I would have been like, yeah, this is awesome. I can't wait for more Green Lantern. After this issue, I'd be like, (laughs) screw that. Give me the Flash. Yeah, right? Oh, man. He creates a giant hawk to scare away a pterodactyl. And, I mean, through this this part of the issue and then the next part as well, you, you can tell that they're, tra- they're obviously trying to work out what his powers are, what the ring can do. Yeah. Because this ring does absolutely everything. Yeah. It can, you know, get into people's minds. It can translate, you know. Oh, just- God, yeah. Anti-energy, I mean, you name it, it shrinks nuclear... I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but... It just does everything. Yeah. "Eh, Well, we needed to do this. Okay, it can do that. Oh, okay. And then these cavemen have an outstanding vocabulary. (laughs) Our race is menaced by winged raiders. (laughs) (laughs) So they'd be like, oh, oh, yellow winged thing, oh, oh. Why, thank you, Green Stranger. <laughs> oh, man. I am apologetic that we can't offer you a beverage. Yeah. They're trying to wipe us out so that they can be the ruling race on this world. No, they're hungry. That's why I'm <laughs> doing that. At one point, you see him twirling a mustache. <laughs> I'll get you, blue guy. I'll get you. <laughs> and we, the yellow pterodactyls, can rule Venus. <laughs> oh man yeah I mean I could see if they were from another planet and they were trying to invade and take over but uh yeah I mean like realistically if the if the pterodactyls are going to take over then they're really the ones that are like without fear right so they should be the ones that the Green Lantern Corps should be like you know attention pterodactyl 4 of Venus, you have the ability to overcome great fear and eat blue cavemen. Well, would they just change his name to Terry? Isn't that what they did with Dexter? Terrordactyl. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, and then and Hal came up with like this brilliant solution for his date, where it was supposed to be him and you know Hal and Green Lantern. Yeah. Hal just didn't go. That looks awesome. I I love Hal's look in that panel where he's dancing with Carol. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's, like, completely disinterested. I feel the same way. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the next one. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, it gets better, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so that one was bad. So now we have the Invisible Destroyer. Uh, this one is oh god, this this one's really just kind of painful actually. Um, there's this invisible destroyer character who is basically a costume with nothing in it. Uh, Green Lantern's ring doesn't have any effect; the energy just goes right through it, of course. And then the guy starts strangling Hal, and then he just disappears. And uh, turns out that there's a scientist who took a, an ad out in uh, the the Herald Post saying, Green Lantern, you have to come to this address. Because, you know, Green Lantern, he reads the newspaper, I guess. He would know that he has to show up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he goes to the scientist's house, and the scientist is like, oh, yeah, you know, I think this is me. I think I'm the invisible bandit whatever invisible destroyer and so he has like some conscious powers that when he goes into a trance this invisible destroyer becomes real i they didn't explain that at all right like this no. guy is just like weird and he has a manifestation that pops out of his head yeah yeah that's Phenomenal storytelling. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they there's this evil negative destroyer, invisible destroyer, pops out of this scientist's head and he wants to I don't know destroy things, whatever. And he's gonna set off an atomic bomb so that oh yeah, he gets powered by radiation. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so he's gonna set off a nuclear bomb so that the radiation can cause him to be his own person forever, separate of the doctor. And uh, you know, Hal just shines his ring on it and goes poof. The the bomb doesn't actually cause any trouble or anything. And that's when Hal realizes it that this character is made out of energy and so he shoots anti energy with the ring <laughs> at him. And when they meet he get the the bad guy gets destroyed because anti energy and energy destroy each other. Um now how how Hal's ring was able to create anti energy that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> um, oh, it's perfect sense. Just like if someone was going to punch him, all you need to do is shoot an anti-punch at the guy, and he's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, like... So, okay, he's saying... He's thinking to himself as he's fighting this guy, <laughs> scientists have theorized there is antimatter. there is an antimatter universe to counterbalance our positive matter universe. If the two should meet, both would be destroyed. I hope the same happens when anti-energy meets pure energy. I mean, like, anti-energy. Like, it's like there's an atomic bomb and you will, like, an anti-atomic bomb. There's no such thing as an anti-atomic bomb. You just, like, will it and wish that that the ring knows kinda what you're talking about. <laughs> like uh, ring, um I don't know, you you handle this one. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got my willpower, you figure it out. Do it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah, this was pretty horrible. What was there was one other thing. Oh yeah. When the uh this invisible destroyer he gets powered on radiation. So, when the Invisible Destroyer goes to this one place, and then he just disappears, it's like, uh, later, after a search for the Invisible Destroyer has proved vain, he's talking to the guys at the this, you know, place where the Invisible Destroyer was robbing from. No sign of him. We don't know what he was doing in this building, Green Lantern. We have a cyclotron here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can't imagine what it would be. I, and he didn't steal anything? Like, wait. No sign of him. We don't know what he was doing in this building, Green Lantern. We have a cyclotron here. Yeah. Like, they, they don't have anything to do with each other. It's like, it's like <laughs> no. Green Lantern, we don't know what he was doing here. I like unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was like... Later on in the story, they realize that, oh, well, he'll get powered by radiation. So that's what he was doing there. Let's see, I have to add in this line, we have a cyclotron somewhere. So <laughs> they just tacked it on to that, that word bubble. Oh, we have some space here. We'll, we'll put cyclotron and make a reference there. And, and, you know, with the whole Superman thing with him in the episode, or was it issue 700, where he could have hopefully operated on... Dude's brain cancer, whatever it was. Apparently, yes. Hal Jordan can do brain surgery. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> and before that, my ring will make Dr. Phillips concentrate completely on that formula he's writing. Now, let's see what happens. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Oh, man. Great Jupiter, the Destroyer! Oh. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot. This is a hundred times more delicate than brain surgery. But can I manage it? You've never done this before, and it's a hundred <laughs> times more difficult than brain surgery? Yeah, I'll go for it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, man. 
got it. When my ring touched a certain tiny spot, it sprang into view. Oh, God. And before that, then, after numerous vain efforts, suddenly, so he tried this a whole bunch of times, and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And how about the fact that he hangs up on a hanger his Green Lantern suit next to his locker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th th like, oh, God. There's so many things wrong with this issue. Even the art wasn't that great. Right. Oh, man. How can I get a date with my boss, Carol Ferris? Gosh. If I could only solve my problem as easily as I solve other person's problems. <laughs> other person's problems? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only word problems didn't trouble me give. <laughs> If only I could master the human, or the English language, then I'd be fine. <laughs> if I had as good a grasp on the English language as those cavemen on Venus did. <laughs> For real! Oh, man. But you know, humans need to help humans. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not human, well, screw you, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're not human and you're not blue, we don't want you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. First appearance of Hal Jordan? Awesome. Second appearance of Hal Jordan? Crap. <laughs> now now I'm looking forward to the third appearance. So is this like the Star Trek thing? The Star Trek movies? Every other one's a good one? <laughs> oh, man. Well, they'd be lucky if, if it does work out that good. Because if there's more like this, then it's just going to be like, oh, God. Horrendous. Yeah. Okay. So. You know some of the some of the, sh the the panels with Hal Jordan in it, his eyes are white. Other ones has his eyes brown in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's the consistency is completely off. Like the 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 face, the shape of the body. It's just the whole thing is just uh, I don't know. It's a mess. Okay. So what do you say we close this uh, this episode out, Jason? Cool. Okay. So if you want to email us, we are at lanterncast at gmail.com. That email, you can contact all of us. Or if you just want to talk to each one of us individually, it's Jim, Jason, or Dan at lanterncast.com. At our website, lanterncast.com, we have... Links to our forum at thecomicforums.com. We have links to the temporary forum in case that forum goes down. <laughs> and we, we're just going to always have that temporary forum, just in case. Yeah, right. We have a link to our Facebook page, and we have a tutorial on how to build your own Red Lantern power battery prop. We have a gallery of Green Lantern sketches and things like that. And... All of our episodes are available on the website. Uh, you can also get all of our episodes off of iTunes. You can subscribe to us there. Also, you can write a review for us, and that would be awesome. You can follow Rage Kitty on Twitter at twitter.com slash ragekitty. Facebook? Yeah, yeah, we have a Facebook. The link's on the other uh, website, Jason. I got you. I'm just mentioning Facebook. Okay, okay. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so testy at twelve <laughs> fifteen a.m. for you. Listen, I'm tired now. We have a brand new voicemail number at two zero six three three seven one five seven nine. And yeah, I suppose if you leave us a voicemail, maybe we'll actually play it, even though we have previous voicemails that we have not played yet. So, sorry about that. We suck. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all we can do to keep up with just the actual podcast and adding things in like voicemails and Larfley's reports. Way to go, Chad. Fear files. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stories. Yeah, stories. Reading. Right? Yeah. So, I guess that's it. Good night, everybody. Good night. 
you want uh, you want to hear a pig sound? Okay. You ready? Yeah, you can yeah. do it. The Lark Please Report. That's awesome. You know, pig greedy. Hold on. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Oh boy. That was decent, wasn't it? Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>